Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 143, which we are recording in advance. So today is June 1st, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. Welcome, Helen. Hi, I'm Helen. <laughs> this is Helen Stewart from the Curious Handmade podcast and creator of so many beautiful shawls and accessories that Charlene and I have been a huge fan of for many years. So we we're delighted been. to have you on the podcast. We have been. Um, Helen, who is Hell's Bells on Ravelry, is the creator of, like Gail mentioned, so many shawls, so many wonderful accessories. And I just wanted to mention that my first exposure to your designs, Helen, was the afternoon tea shawl from the spring-summer 2012 edition of Knitting Magazine. Oh, wow. That's, that's a long time ago now. <laughs> it is. But uh, now that shawl is a store sample in the local yarn store where I work, and people are always coming in wanting to make it. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Thank you. And we are sitting in our local yarn store right now, so that sample is yes. nearby. Yes. And Charlene and I are, of course, each wearing one of your shawl designs right now. That's true. We did wear, in honor of chatting with you today, I have my Pebble Beach. And I'm wearing my Red Robin shawl, which is one of my favorites, which I just mentioned on a recent podcast. We were talking about our three favorite shawls and... This one is one of my favorite, thanks to the triangle design, the beautiful design elements of the eyelets and the, the little slip stitches, and the tassels. I love tassels. <laughs> I'm wagging my tassels around. <laughs> so we have been talking about shawls a lot on the Yarniacs podcast lately, and that naturally led to wanting to talk to you because you have so many beautiful shawl designs. And oh, thank you so much. <laughs> what we usually do, as you know, on our podcast is we talk about what are we stocking and what are we knitting and who wanted to start stocking today. Want well, to start, Charlene? Sure. In, again, in honor of Helen being here, the one that I pulled out from my queue that has been sitting in my queue for a year is the Spindrift Shawl that was released almost about a year ago, I think. And I actually have an action item on my to-do list that has been at the top of my to-do list for months to pick yarn for that shawl. <laughs> and I still haven't done it. So that's what is the top of my recent queue. So that's what I am stocking. <laughs> that's a nice, um, a nice little spring-summer Exactly, exactly. And every time I see it, I say why haven't I started that? So, like I said, it's it's just been the fact that I haven't been able to pick the yarn from my stash because I have so many that I want to use. So. It's the narrowing down yes, of the yarn. Exactly. Right? Picking it is not so difficult, exactly. but the narrowing it yes. down is the hard part. Yes. So <laughs> how about you, Helen? Are you stocking anything? Of course, I'm always stalking. <laughs> um, I'm stalking. I'm stalking mostly garments at the moment. Strangely enough, oh. um, I have quite a few sweater quantities of all various weights in my stash. 
Um, but recently I pulled out a few fingering weight ones and I'm stalking the, uh, it's a very new pattern. It's Tegna or Tenya by Caitlin Hunter. It's, um, it's currently in hot right now oh. and it, it, it's knit from the bottom up and it has a lace, um, a lace bottom, <laughs> a lace border around the bottom, which is a really beautiful lace. I think that's what's attracted attracted me to it, mm-hmm. and then it's it's very it's quite a lot of ease, sort of I think an A line shape, quite cropped. Yeah, it's really cute, and so I've pulled pulled out some of my stash to have a look at for that. Oh, that is um, cute. Oh, yeah. Yes, we <laughs> just pulled the image up, and I have been looking at that one as well. It's I think it would be a great summer or and spring top yeah it's short sleeved in the in the pattern I'm sure you could make it longer sleeved if you wanted to but it's it's designed as a a short sleeve drop shoulder um, design yeah it's very cute and it looks like it's at quite an airy gauge the one picture of it with the light behind it it looks so light and airy Mm. yes I, I did a gauge swatch in one of my yarns for something else um, and it's a little bit um, too, what would you say, too dense. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just by two stitches um, over four inches, but I think I'm going to have to maybe go up a needle size. Mm. So what yarn are you thinking of using? Well, I've got, um, I was thinking about using some wool barn um, in, a, in a lovely speckled. I've got some called Hiker colorway which is a beautiful brown with some teal speckles through it. Ooh. But then I, as I was going through my stash, I found some Eden Cottage yarn in a beautiful sort of um, semi, like tonal blue. And I was going to make a Madewell cardigan by Hohe, but then I thought this is going to be really beautiful for this one as well. So I'm just trying to decide Both which yarn to use. Both of beautiful. I've never seen wool barn yarn or Eden Cottage yarn in person, but no, ev- neither have I. Yeah, listening to you describe them, they always sound so beautiful. Yeah, they are really beautiful. This Eden Cottage one is in Oakworth, which is 100% New Zealand Polworth. Oh, that's quite unusual. Yeah, it's, um, it's 100% wool, so it's it's uh quite springy. It's really springy kind of um kind of yarn with a fairly high twist on it and the color's pennine mist so it's really beautiful sort of dreamy blue color but denimy oh sounds lovely yeah either of those yarn choices sounds perfect for that top yeah can't go wrong so once again it's choose narrowing it down to the right yarn right exactly <laughs> matching the yarn to the pattern Very yes important. yes how about you, Gail? What are you stalking? Well, I am stalking the new Shawl Society 2 release that just came out today, Sprite's Fen. It is such a beautiful shawl, Helen. It's So it's the newest release from Shawl Society 2, Helen's latest collection, and it's in both fingering and lace weights, which I love wow. because I love lace weight shawls, especially mm-hmm. for where we live. It's just a perfect, super light layer, and this one... Because it's in both weights, and it looks like you have two sizes as well, right? Um, it, it looks like it's two sizes, but it's 
it's actually written in one size, but because of the different needle sizes, the lace comes out a bit smaller. Okay, that makes sense. And I remember you described that on your last podcast now. And also, it's just <laughs> a beautiful crescent. It's a very deep crescent as opposed to a shallow crescent. And it just has beautiful lace details. And the I love the edging. is so It's just so pretty and feminine and lovely. Very, very oh, pretty. Thank you. And your pictures are gorgeous, too. <laughs> very pretty. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's actually a, a semicircle, half pie shape. Oh, that it's makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at the the descriptions on the words, and it it doesn't have. I assumed it was a crescent, but yeah, now looking at yeah. it more carefully, it is. That's why it's so deep because it's a yeah. half circle, not a crescent. So pretty, and it's funny the colors that I you I just. I need to update my description. <laughs> and but the the colors you just described from Woolbarn and. Eden Cottage almost remind me of these colors, except for the light brown doesn't seem to have speckles in it, but so pretty. And this morning I was already looking for finished objects to look at, <laughs> but you with the Shawl Society, because you have those cool little pictures that people can use to start their projects in advance. I was scrolling through the pages of projects and they're all the, <laughs> the little placeholders. Yeah, the placeholders. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of the the uh, FOs of that before I decide which of my lace weight yarns to use. I'm thinking I bought a skein of Manos del Uruguay Marina, which is a single ply lace weight, and it's a natural color with blue specks, and it's so pretty, and it would just be lovely in the shawl. So that's my current yeah my current line of thinking, but we'll see. So it's gorgeous. Sprites Fen Shawl from the Shawl Society, too. And what have you been knitting lately, Charlene? I'm still working on the Holy Comfort sweater, which I started, I think I talked about it last episode. I've knit, let's see, the two shoulders. And actually last night I just joined. It's top down, so I joined below the sleeves. Yay. It's a little slow going for me because I'm finding there are certain things that are referenced in the pattern that are, I think it's a translation <laughs> issue because there are some things that I've had to stop, figure out. So it, it hasn't been as easy, I think, as it should have been. But the pattern has a lot of stitch changes, a lot, there's ridges on the sweater. So it's very fun knitting because Good. there's always something new, always something coming. And I'm enjoying that a lot. And then my Divi Poncho, I worked on a little bit as well because that is the complete opposite of Holy Comfort. It's just stockinette in the round. So this is my Klein shawl that I'm finishing and I'm weaving in ends and then I'll be done. Almost an FO. Yes. Very cool. How about you, Helen? What are you knitting? Well, funnily enough, you mentioned pure joy. So that's <laughs> one of my current projects. Um, I started knitting that. I was on a retreat with Hoki a couple of weeks ago. And so I took that project as my retreat knitting. And as you would know, it's a gorgeous gorgeous design to net um and probably my first um short row shawl that I've 
uh, net as well. Oh, really? So that's all been fun, yeah. I remember you said that on a recent podcast of yours that you were you had been slightly intimidated by short row shawls, and I kept thinking, you intimidated by anything to do with the shawl? <laughs> so I'm glad that you t- you tackled pure joy because yes. you said didn't you say it's kind of addictive knitting once you get the hang of it? Yeah, it's really rhythmical. Um, the way she's written it, I mean, Hoki's so clever with her patterns, and so it's. I don't even know why I was worried because it's it's just so so easy, really. <laughs> it is. It is. That was a fun one. I think that's common, though, that when it's a technique we aren't familiar with or haven't used very often, I know a lot of people have that with short rows, but once you start, it's just one more tool in your knitting toolbox, so very fun. And yeah. you also are doing the mystery knit-along, aren't you? The other one I'm knitting at the moment, and um, also another pokey pattern the starting point so I haven't made much progress with that I'm still on clue one but I'm really enjoying it it's fun um, putting the colors together slightly stressful but fun (laughs) (laughs) that's the other thing of yours I've been following along with on the podcast because I you mentioned that when you were at the retreat with Hohe and the others that you said you were going to wait to see some finished objects before you started and that's what Charlene and I are planning to do also (laughs) So you said you were met with some <laughs> shocked looks, right? Oh yeah, I I got some looks, but um, it kind of it kind of made me think. Oh, why not just jump in and and do it? But I do I do still. I mean, people are so fast that there are enough spoilers pretty quickly that you can get a sense of what's what's yes. coming up. Now I'm so far behind that I can feel confident that my choices are okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how it would be for me as well. I wouldn't be able to keep up. Yeah, we have a lot of people in our group who are knitting it right now. and We have a spoiler thread and a non-spoiler thread. So it's been really fun to watch the color choices people are using and their progress. And it's, it's a very, I like mystery knit alongs if I can watch. I'm not a big fan of actually knitting them because I like to see what I'm knitting so that I know I'm doing it correctly. That's my biggest hang up. So I look forward to seeing yours because I heard you talking about the colors you picked and I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like. I can't wait to get a bit more time to work on it. Well, it must be an interesting, well, I'm going to ask a question out of order here because you just mentioned that. How does the balance work as a designer between time that you can spend knitting on projects that aren't design related versus are work slash design related? Yeah, I, because, I mean, as we, as we know, knitting is pretty time consuming. So I don't generally get much time to knit other people's designs, but this year I've, I've sort of been making more time for it deliberately because I felt like I was just, if you're just designing your own things, you, you can, you can get a bit burnt out, I think. Well, for me anyway. And so, yeah, so I've been really enjoying just knitting vanilla socks and some of, some of um, you know, Hoki's designs. I finished a couple of sweaters. And so that's so fun <laughs> for me. But, yeah, generally, generally I don't find I have much time for that. I've always wondered for designers how you prevent the burnout because it would take so much time to design and then test knit and knit again that – I can see how burnout would be a potential issue. So I'm so glad to hear that you're making time for fun. Not not that your own knitting wouldn't be fun, but 
other knitting. <laughs> yeah, it does feel more fun to be able to do other people's because <laughs> it's not work. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Once you put the, t- the title of work to it, it somehow becomes a little different. Yeah, yeah, more, more, bit more pressure probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So how about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Well, right now I'm actually crocheting. Our friend Cindy, who's Ms. Cozy Couch, is working on her crocheted minis blanket, and it inspired me to pick up a very old languishing project. I started the Painted Pixels blanket a long time ago and realized quickly that with the crocheted motifs, I wasn't ever going to crochet a whole blanket, but I do want to turn it into a scarf. And so last night, my arm was bothering me, so I decided to switch from knitting to crochet, and it's really fun. I'm having fun with these little tiny motifs that take, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes to crochet Mm -hmm. up. They're like little flowers, and they're super cute, and I have lots of jewel tones and just remnants of DK. It's a DK weight pattern. Of course, you could do it in any weight, but I'm using my DK remnants, and it's going to be really cute when it's finished. So. Yeah, hopefully, maybe I can get that finished sometime this year because it's been in my work in progress area for a mighty, mighty long time. So it would be good to get that one moved out. So that's what I'm crocheting right now. And I've been knitting on confetti and some other things too. So the needles have been flying. It's been fun, fun knitting time right now. Good, good. So Helen, we do have a few questions for you. We'd love to hear... What inspired you to start designing knitwear? And I'm also curious if you had previous experience in garment design or sewing, perhaps? Um, I originally sort of got into the design when uh, my daughter was first born. And I started knitting a lot more and knitting things for her. This is about eight years ago. And, um, yeah, I think it was around then that I, that I started designing and I, I, I didn't really know what, why I started actually creating the designs. I, I think I just wanted to do my own thing and put my own twist on things and decided to, to, um, give it a try. Um, but I didn't have any previous experience in design and I felt quite, um, insecure about that for a long time. And I did have a lot of sewing experience, though, um, when I was um, – I think my mum taught me how to sew my own clothes starting when I was about eight. And I knit um, – <laughs> knit. I sewed a lot of my clothes all through my childhood and teen years. Oh, okay. um, and then when I went to university, I, I stopped suddenly. <laughs> As happens with many of us when we get into college years. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, so I had a long break from doing anything and then got back into the knitting when I moved to London and yeah, just uh, picked it up again. So it's been fun. So it sounds like for so many of us who are parents, it's the children. When we have children, it seems to inspire, inspire more us to crafting. be creative or causes us to have that need for creativity, perhaps. Yep, and to want our children to look adorable in our our creations. Exactly. Do you sketch your designs at all before? I mean, take us through your creative process. You create so many beautiful designs. How do you, what inspires you, and what takes you through from that to actual completed projects? 
Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, I usually do a rough sketch. I'm not, I'm not really an artist, but I usually will sketch out the shapes and sort of put on, you know, proportions of where I think things are going to go. And, yeah, when it's for a collection like the Shaw Society, I'll, I'll try and have an idea of the whole collection um, before I start. I didn't used to do that. I used to be a bit more <laughs> as I go as I go along. But now I'm a little bit more organised and so I sort of plan it out a bit more up front. And then when it comes to the individual design, I do lots of meandering swatches that go on forever. And, I, yeah, I just like to see what the yarn is like to knit and, you know, try out stockinette and garter stitch and any lace patterns I'm thinking about. And, uh, yeah, I often sort of just swatch for a long time to iron out little details uh, like what the border should be like or uh, transitions from one lace pattern into another if, if I'm using, you know, a few different things together. And so, yeah, sometimes I end up with half a shawl by the time I'm finished swatching. I can imagine that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I just can't, I can't, it gets a bit frustrating if I just can't get get it right <laughs> if I'm swatching for too long it's it's I don't know that's the worst part when you it's just not not coming together and then sometimes it just comes together really quickly and I you know barely need to swatch and you know just decide on a shape and and go for it so it can be quite different in how it how it comes out but um yeah so yeah, sometimes it's long and torturous and sometimes it's really fast and fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> now for Sprite's Fen, since that's the one I was stalking that just came out, what was your inspiration for that specifically? Do you remember? Yeah, so very often I'm inspired by the yarn itself. And oh, I was given that yarn by Karen, who's the dyer behind Seven Sisters Arts. Um, she's absolutely lovely. And I met her at... Uh, the Knitting Pipeline Retreat in Georgia the year before. And then last year I saw her at Squam. And, yeah, she gave me these skeins and said, oh, this is a new, you know, concept I'm trying out with the yarn dyeing. And I love those kind of greeny-blue colours. And so I had it for about a year, but I knew that I wanted to use it for the collection. And so... Um, when I came to using it, I contacted Karen and she said, well, actually it's called uh, Water Garden and I'd already thought it had something to do with water because of the colours. It's just um, so beautiful, you know, with the greens and blues. And so, yeah, so that's really what inspired the design um, with the, um, the sort of the feather and fan waves and I guess the shape came about because I really wanted to show off that gradient um, and things like that. So, yeah, so that design was really inspired by that yarn. And I think a half pie shape also looks really beautiful in um, in lace weight. And mm -hmm. as you say, it, it's lovely to have a lace weight shawl. So I decided to do a second sample in, in the lace weight. And I found – I kind of looked around to see what was available locally in, in local yarn shops. That's what I, I do sometimes if I don't have – you know, exactly what I want to use in my stash. Of course. Yeah. And so I found um, Julie Aslan's Merletto, uh, 
which was at a yarn story. And so, yeah, and I just loved her colours. She had some really dreamy, soft tonal colours in that in that lace weight and it's super soft and just so gorgeous so I decided to use that for the for the second sample so well with that story I can see this being a wedding shawl for a beach wedding (laughs) can't you I can totally imagine that now it's just beautiful it's yeah it's it's so feminine that's a lovely idea (laughs) so Yarn is one of your inspirations. Any other inspirations that you have? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, often the yarn, some, I'm constantly looking at knitwear I see being worn on the streets in uh, London and wherever I am. I'm always kind of staring at people's knitwear. So, <laughs> it's a bit creepy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I can't help myself. I'm always looking at, at um, what people are wearing. Yes. And, um, I don't. I don't design garments. I might do in the future, but at the moment, I haven't designed any garments. So, but I, I often look at garments and think, oh, that's a really nice shape or a little, um, you know, border detail. And sometimes I'll file that away and and use it in a in a shawl design. Nice. Have um, you ever stalked someone yeah. on the street to take a picture of what they're wearing when it was knitwear? I have taken I have taken sneaky photos. I haven't ever stopped anyone. <laughs> I have done sneaky photos and I've actually asked people if I could take the take a picture of what they were wearing. So that happened in an airport one day. So yes, guilty. I haven't been brave enough to do that. <laughs> I just couldn't resist her sweater was so pretty and I've never been able to find a pattern that matched that sweater but it was just so pretty I had to take a picture oh that's great (laughs) maybe it'll be an inspiration for something in the future you never know you never know it with me it'll probably be I finally find a pattern that matches it because like I said I don't have many design skills to rely upon so I I rely on you and other designers for that (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I like doing for collections is having a, a theme. So for the Shawl Society last year, it was uh, like boho festival kind of thing that was inspiring me. And then this, this year I have the magical theme for this year's Shawl Society. So I find it really fun to think about the theme overall. And that also inspires designs um, a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so lots of different places to get ideas from. Do you look to fashion trends at all, as in either ready-to-wear or on the runway? Does that influence you at all? Um, not really. Not. I don't – I used to buy a lot of fashion magazines when I was younger and more worried about those things yeah but now I feel like I don't know I, I know what I like to wear myself and it's quite sim- plain and simple I do wish I was more fashionable I suppose <laughs> in that way but every now and then I'll I'll have a chat with my friend Vicky she's a fashion stylist and so she gets invited to all the previews um oh, from you okay. know high street shops and yes. um, different places so it's really interesting chatting to her and she's like oh you know stripes are in or pom-poms are everywhere this season and you know things like that so that's kind of fun to think about but Definitely. Um, 
I don't really sort of deliberately look at what's happening and then try and get inspired by that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your designs are things that you would wear, perhaps, in your everyday life? Do you wear a lot of your own designs? Yeah, I do wear I do wear a lot of my shawls. It's, it's often what the latest one that's come off the needles that's just yes. hanging, hanging around that I'll throw on. Um, and then some, some tend to sort of get put away and then others tend to get worn to death. <laughs> yes. Just, yes. Yeah. And it's often, um, you know, the yarn, whether the yarn holds up really well or whether it's a color that, um, yeah, just that goes with lots of things. Um, yeah. My, um, my current, my current go-to shawl is actually uh, Cave Point by Paula Emmons Easily. She's uh, um, from the Knitting Pipeline podcast. Of course, and, yes. Uh, she has a design, yeah, called Cave Point. It's a crescent shape and, and I knit it in um, Quince & Co. And it's, I think, the Chickadee. And that yarn is just so nice and durable um, and it's in a neutral color, so that makes it, it means it goes with everything. So yeah, I tend to grab that one quite a lot. And I think I'm a bit like you, Gail. I like the triangular ones worn at the front. So I've been wearing Amulet from last year's Shawl Society a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that a, one's yeah. in my queue too, Amulet is. It's so pretty. And it is. It's an easy shape to wear. Yeah. I agree. And what do you think about current shawl trends? I mean, they're in the time I've been knitting, it seems like shawls have just exploded. So first there was the shawlette, the single skein shawlette type of shawl, and now we're moving into bigger shawls with multiple colors and I don't know, there's there are definite trends. What do you think of those trends? How do you how does that play into your design? Yeah, that definitely influences me. I because I'm trying to design things that people want to knit, so I'm always stalking what people are knitting and um, you know what appeals to me that other designers are doing. And I, you know, and I I agree. I think that originally the single skein shawlettes were super super popular, and they still are quite popular because they're they are a good project to knit and. They're good for you know this time of year when you just want a little a little layer right around your neck. Well, that's I what agree. I'm wearing right now is yeah. a single skein shawlette. So yeah, they I to, I have so many of them and I do wear them very often. I do often. too. I I don't think I see as many of them in the like in hot right now type of of lists and things is what I was thinking. You see yeah. so many more big ones yeah. right now. Yeah, there's a definite trend to bigger shawls. Um, and when I've gone to retreats and talked to people, uh, I think people are wanting to knit bigger shawls as well. Um, it's almost like they've graduated from doing something small to wanting something more challenging or substantial. Um, and also I think people are having a lot of fun using lots of different colors together. Yes. Um, such a big trend for you using speckled yarn and blending the speckles started by Stephen West speckled last year and you know I think Stephen West is such a big influence on shawl knitting especially um, just the way he plays with color and you know, stripes and 
spades and all that sort of stuff. It's really fun. And I think it's just for an accessory where you, it's not such a big commitment, but yeah, you can have fun playing with it. Yeah, it is like I a, think it's less an easier yeah, commitment than a sweater to do like a fade or, or work in speckles versus a whole speckled sweater is a much bigger statement than a shawl with speckles in it. Yeah, it's, it's true. I think, I mean, I think there are several speckle sweaters, you know, designed for speckle yarn out at the moment. Um, the confetti I think is designed <laughs> to be. Yes. I, have speckles, now. <laughs> I mean, that's super cute. I love, I love Vera's stripes and, Yes. You know, I think the combination of stripes and speckles is so fun. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's really appealing to people um, to to just have fun with colour. Um, yeah, and I think largely the appeal of shawls is the, the no size issue. You don't have to knit exactly to gauge and it doesn't have to fit a certain way and you don't have to worry about changing the pattern to fit a certain part of your body, that kind of thing. Shawls, shawls, shawls are easy, (laughs) not, not necessarily easy always to knit, but easy to fit. Not as much consideration. And I think it, yeah, it's a lot less daunting to think that, you know, with a, with a pullover or a cardigan, I still get daunted by the thought that you can put so much work in and it, it just might not fit. Exactly. For whatever reason, if it doesn't yes. fit really well everywhere, yeah, it kind of can be a bit of a fail. And right. quite a few fails. And I don't know, it just puts you off a little bit. But whereas with a shawl, you don't even have to think about it, do you? Exactly. It's just, you know, it'll work out. Yes, exactly. And we've certainly all been there with the fails. So. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I remember back in the... I guess pre-Ravelry days, shawls were almost exclusively one color. I do remember people making lace shawls where they would combine one color into another, but it was pretty exclusively one color. And like you were saying, that seems to be stripes and then fading the colors all trends to use to use more yarn really I think because everybody's like you said Helen is more excited about choosing colors so this is a tough question is there another trend coming or is this one here for a while I I don't know if you can answer that and I know that's a difficult question (laughs) what's your gut feeling (laughs) yeah Hmm. well I I think this trend is going to be here for a while with the speckles because we all have a lot of it in our stash now. Yes, <laughs> that's do. a very and, good and point. And the indie guys keep making gorgeous speckled yarn that we can't resist. It's so true. I think it's going to be around for a while and people are going to be, you know, playing with it and looking at ways of, of using it, hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't – in terms of what's going to come next, I don't I don't really know. I think you'll have to ask Stephen West <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, or Hoki, um, or Vera, you know, the innovators. I don't I don't consider myself particularly innovative. I like to knit. I like to design um, a certain I, – I like to design a certain way in terms of 
uh, I like to knit a certain way when I'm knitting. I like it to be really relaxing, um, a little bit of interest, so not completely boring, but uh, not too difficult. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of the way I design. And so it tends to be fairly, I don't know, I repeat shapes quite a bit and I like to repeat even lace motifs quite a bit in combining things in different ways to make to make new designs. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I was particularly innovative and um, sort of cutting edge in my designs. Well, but so, I appreciate yeah, that. I, I appreciate that about, about your though. design, the fact that you take into consideration the type of knitting someone is doing. I really appreciate that because I do enjoy your patterns because of that. And also... I think you're innovative because of your percentage system in your patterns, which I adore. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, I, I like using it, and that's why I originally started doing it. So, yeah, thank you. I do appreciate that as well, and I have heard many knitters say that, that it's, it's wonderful for them. Maybe they don't count the stitches on every row, but if they find they're off, it's really nice, for example, to know on row 86 or whatever that you're supposed to have a certain amount of stitches. And you can double check that and perhaps find your error hopefully easier. I mm -hmm. think that you helps. Before you have to rip out the yeah, whole project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. I find when I'm knitting other people's patterns, if I put it down, I find it hard to figure out where I got up to. Yes. <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest advantages because you know, you would know as a mum, you, you get interrupted so much and distracted so much that a project can be put down very randomly at any moment. And so picking it up again can take a lot of time to figure out where you're up to. So that's probably the main reason I main driver that um, made me do that in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. for those of you that don't know or perhaps have never knit one of Helen's shawls before, I have in front of me the Spindrift shawl that I mentioned that I was stocking earlier because I opened it up because once again I was thinking of knitting it. And what we're talking about is how in each pattern, her shawl patterns, Helen writes out each row so for example row one right side row two wrong side and then followed by the instructions and then followed by the number of stitches and then at significant places in the pattern for example five percent or ten percent that percentage that you are finished is noted in the pattern so you can it, it's helpful, the percentage is helpful because you can track your yarn use, for example. If you get to 50% and you weigh your yarn and you realize that, oh, you've used 75% of your yarn, you're going to need to stop and reassess. Yep. <laughs> Have a plan B. Yes. But if you get to 50% and you've used the appropriate amount of yarn, you know you're okay, you don't have that worry finishing the second half mm -hmm. of the shawl that something will go astray for example that's one thing 
if she if you have to change needle sizes she notes that in the appropriate row it's it's all there for you and if you've never knit one of her patterns i highly recommend checking it out for this alone yeah it's, i agree it's quite lovely yes <laughs> Thank you very much for that innovation because well, I had not I seen like that. <laughs> I had not seen that in patterns before. What I typically do is I use my knitting needle and I poke holes in my written patterns as my way of tracking things <laughs> because I don't always have a pen or a pencil. So I use like this poking hole system. So your, your method is so much better than that. I, that's a good trick though. I've never heard that before. <laughs> It just I like it. It's easier than than having a pen because inevitably if I have a pen near my knitting, I get ink on my knitting. I don't know what it is, but that's a pretty inevitable thing oh, for me. So, yeah. The poking a hole method is much safer <laughs> than my knitting. I have tried to do that and ended up with a pattern with too many holes. So, so for example, <laughs> if you have to repeat something x number of times, yeah, that you might end up with a pattern that that's illegible <laughs> yeah that's well that, it's always on the margins it's, yeah because yeah, yeah. otherwise yeah you can't read your pattern so that's not helpful <laughs> yeah oh i just wanted to mention this spindrift is is available as a free pattern for people who sign up to my newsletter on my website so if you like if you want to just try try one of my patterns and see what it's like for the percentage checklist checklist you can um get that pattern for free on curioushandmade.com. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yes. I did want to mention also that I receive your newsletter. I receive many newsletters, which leads to many impulse purchases. However, your newsletters are always succinct and beautiful and well-written and they don't come out too often. So anybody who's thinking, oh, I don't want to sign up to another mailing list. This one's a good one to sign up for in my opinion. So. Thank you. <laughs> and anyone who doesn't already listen to the Curious Handmade podcast, it is one of my top five of all time and one that every time I see it in my feed, I get excited that there's a new, well, you always put out an episode on Fridays. I mean, you are one of the most regular podcasters I think there is out there. So I always know that on Friday when I walk the dog, I'm going to have a new episode of Helen's podcast to listen to, which is really cool. So thank you for that consistency. <laughs> it's something I look forward to yeah. every week. I try to keep it. I try to keep it going because I feel like if I if I miss too many, I just kind of stop and fade out. So I I keep going. Well, it's remarkable too that you managed to to do that around your traveling schedule, around having two small children and your business and all the other things. So. I completely understand what goes into that, and mm -hmm. good, good for you. Yeah, I agree. Oh, thank you. I do have help with with uh, certain things. <laughs> I'm not doing everything by myself. I have um, I have help editing the podcast, and I have a wonderful writer that helps me with the newsletters. So, um, huge thank you to Amanda and Emma who just helped me so much. So, yeah, it's um, it has grown to the amount of work that I can't I can't do it all by myself. So. I just want to say that because I don't want people thinking that, you know, it's a miracle that this all happens. It's, <laughs> um, it's more than one person's work. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> but yeah, it, even with help, it's still, it's a lot of work. So yeah. we understand. Yeah. So well, what do you think yeah. is next for you? I mean, we know Shawl Society. So 
I know what Shaw Society is, but will you tell our listeners what Shaw Society is? Yeah, so we're, we've started season two of the Shaw Society now, and it's a collection of six shawls, and one is released each month starting from May, so it goes through till October this year, and you can join in any time, and it's basically sort of an ebook. and each month, you don't know what's coming beforehand, but each month you'll have a new pattern delivered to your Ravelry library. And, uh, yeah, so I do um, some fun things, uh, give sneak peeks beforehand, and about this year, (laughs) about three weeks before the pattern comes out, I'll send out a newsletter to people who've signed up for it to let them know what yarn is going to be used for the pattern so that they can get prepared um, in advance. And, yeah, it's, it's just really fun. It's really fun sort of having the community. There's a lot of chat on Ravelry and the threads and uh, people sharing what yarn they're going to use and people helping choose yarn, make those um, choices, which aren't always easy to do by yourself. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just lots of fun, and I enjoy surprising people each month. It's like a knitting pattern club as opposed to a yarn club. So, you know, the beginning of every month, you know you're going to get a fun new pattern in your library. Exactly. Yeah, it's wonderful. And... I've also enjoyed following all of it on Instagram because you do have people who knit all six shawls in the shawl society during, you know, for the duration, you know, one a month for six months. And that's really impressive. It is. It is. I'm very impressed with anybody who can keep up with all six. Um, You don't have to, you know, there's no obligation to, you can pick and choose which, which ones you like and which ones you don't or which ones you have time for. So yeah, but it is fun, and people do different things. Like some people knit all all their shawls from stash, or some people discover new yarn through it. Um, I try and throw in a few different techniques that you know maybe people can learn a few things. I haven't introduced any short rows yet, but <laughs> maybe next year. Well, and you also have knit-alongs around the shawl society, right? Yeah, exactly. So each month when the pattern comes out, we'll have a mini knit along for that particular shawl. And um, this year, all the yarn dyes that I've used have offered wonderful prizes. Uh, so I'll be doing the draw for the first one, the Fairy Hill shawl, um, in the next couple of days, actually. And, yeah, so, yeah, it's just it's just fun. Um, if you can post the finished shawl in the thread by the end of the month, then you'll be in the draw for a prize. And we'll also have a, an overall grand prize draw at the end for everyone anybody who's entered a shawl along the way as well. So that's very fun. I have to say, I am always so impressed with people that can knit on a schedule like that (laughs) (laughs) and knit quickly. They, there are a lot of folks like Gail mentioned who knit them all. And I'm so impressed that anybody can keep up with that. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't, but (laughs) I have been a very poor knit-along participator um, always, but, yeah, I always want to. I always really want to. I love your Colors of um, – is it Colors of Fall? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a mental blank. I'll, st- I'll stop that bit again. <laughs> I really love hearing about your Colors of Fall knit-along every year. It's wonderful. 
Um, but I've never really been able to put in any entries, unfortunately. But it does make me think about colours and on-train colours and I really yes. love it. Yes. Helen, I totally understand because I am – I am not very good <laughs> at the knit-along participation either. So I find that very difficult. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. I love knit-along. So. <laughs> Two funny. different styles exactly. of knitters. <laughs> now, and the other thing you do every year, I'm assuming you're doing it this year, that was a big assumption, is your knit vent every year, uh-huh. which is the lead up to Christmas. Do you want to tell everybody about that as well? And are you doing it this year? I think I will. I haven't started working on it yet because I've just finished the Shaw Society designs now. But um, yeah, I'm so that's next to start thinking about and planning out. I might do it slightly differently this year. I'm not sure. Um, actually, I'll be interested to hear what you think because my my thing with it is I originally created it to be like an advent calendar. So you'd um it's another mystery sort of thing that you sign up for and then get a surprise pattern um each week leading up to Christmas and um it's so it's one each week which is quite a lot and um and the other thing is because it's just like in the lead up to Christmas I feel like it's a little bit late in the year for you know for people who it was originally intended for people to have patterns for gifts but, yeah, I just feel like it's a little bit late for people to net gift pattern, gift um, items. And, yeah, so I'm just I'm kind of think, trying to think of a way to make it a bit more um, less stressful for people, I think, is probably what I'm thinking, is to make it more relaxed. And, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Well, when Have I've, you participated I, in it before? I've participated, yes, and – I find that like the hats and the mitts are easy to do in a week for me personally, especially when they're bigger weight yarns. But sometimes, yeah, the shawls that you release in those in a week, I, I probably wouldn't be able to do. So having them a little bit earlier in the year would make it easier to make those as gifts for the holidays. I like that idea. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> start, maybe I can start a little bit earlier and pace it out a bit more or something like that mm-hmm. anyway I'm thinking about what to do about that at the moment but yeah I, I I'm sure I will um do another knit vent this year good yeah. to hear I still have patterns from your first knit vent in my queue that I want to knit the, I do too the stardust infinity yes. cowl is yes. one of my every time I see it I think oh I really really want to knit that and then <laughs> you know something new and shiny comes out and distracts me right so, right yeah yeah, yeah. You've had beautiful quick knit accessories in those knit vent collections that have been really nice. I've knit several of the hats and some of the mitts and they've made great gifts and I use them for my own knitting. I have mm-hmm. some of the mitts that I wear quite often. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that collection too. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. <laughs> well, thank you That's so much. And we wanted to thank you so much, Helen, for coming and chatting with us on the podcast. Charlene and I were saying before we started recording that it feels like we know you and we must have spoken to you in person before because it just feels like you're one of the knit friends who we would sit around chatting with all the time. So this was just such a joy to actually speak with you. It really was. Before we started recording, I was telling Gail, I woke up this morning thinking, wait, 
haven't we spoken to Helen before? Because the beauty of podcasting, and since both of us are podcasters, we feel like we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we do know each other. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yes. In that sense, don't we? I've been listening to you guys since you first started, I think. So, yeah, I've been... Um, I've been keeping up with you guys for a long time as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we do really do know each other, I think, quite well in, in, a, in a weird kind of way. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. It's oh. that lovely part of the Internet and podcasts and such bringing the world into a smaller place. Yeah, definitely. That makes me very happy. Definitely. So, again, oh. thank you very much. We are enjoying looking forward to all the next four releases of Shawl Society 2 and all the other designs that you're going to bring out in the future. I can't wait to see what's next. We hope you have all enjoyed our chat with Helen. And thank you for joining us. And happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye. Happy knitting. We want to take a second to thank our awesome sponsor for the month of June, Dragonfly Fibers. Rich, saturated color, bold, interesting combinations, dare we say shocking hues. Dragonfly Fibers is your source for beautiful quality yarns and fibers. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops around the world and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Saf. Come see us at Stitches Midwest in Schaumburg, Illinois this August. You can shop on our site 24-7 at www.dragonflyfibers.com. Be sure to check out our two newest yarns, Selkie Sport and Dharma. Both are luxurious mulberry silk blends. We also have kits for Find Your Fade, Hohe's Mystery Knit Along, and Fire Island Sunset, a brand new design featuring our new mid-century modern gradient set for Traveler. Discover why we say that Dragonfly Fibers is the colors of happiness. Thanks so much for sponsoring. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group my rivalry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.